The following audio is via a Skype call. I know we're all pretty small in the big scheme of things. And I suppose the most you can hope for is to make some kind of difference. But what kind of difference have I made? What in the world is better because of me? TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody, and Happy New Year. This is Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour of the first Friday in 2020. Glad to have you with us. Today, we are Bennyless. Bennyless in Seattle. Of course, we're in Sarasota. We do this thing via Skype, but we have Nathan. Nathan Miller on board, at the board, and we're always delighted to work with that young man. Nathan, welcome. Thank you, Gary and Suzanne. It's great to be here. It's good to have you here for a change. You know, change it up a little bit. We always like our Benny, but good to see have you here with us today, Nathan. And thank you for managing the board and managing our show. And I have to say, I just had a little bit of a, my stomach kind of went flippy floppy about 10 minutes ago because I said, I hope this is one of those days when Skype is working, we do stay connected, and heaven only knows. And so I'm glad everything's working just the way it's supposed to. And it's been fine all day, so I think we're good to go. Glad to hear that. Good start to the new decade. Our buddy Michael John Fierro is not going to join us today. I was a little bit late getting out the word, and now I understand why, because as I was preparing to put out the social media, announcing that Michael would join us for another round of numerology, which is always great at the start of a new year, the man took sick. He'll be fine. Just give him a little time. He caught a roaring case of the flu, and it's as sick as he's been, he said, in the last several years. So we certainly wish him a speedy recovery. He will join us in January. We're working on securing a date. Or February, or sometime. Well, well it's still, you know, yeah. well, we don't want to wait till July. <laughs> there, but we will have Michael hey, John Fierro on with us. Numerology works every day of the year. <laughs> instead, and, instead, we have one of our most favorite people, one of our A-listers, who stepped up to the plate and we said, please, please, please. And she said, I'll do it. Not only will I do it, I'll come in studio. Wow, that is fantastic. And we're talking about the Baker's Dozen. The Baker's Dozen. She is on for the 13th time today. Dina Marie has accumulated a valuable set of experiences as a personal fitness trainer, hypnotherapist, spiritual counselor, Reiki master, ordained minister, and as a personal trainer, her successful career focused on tackling issues such as weight gain, low self-esteem, and motivating others through the medium of physical exercise. However, her experiences gradually revealed that these issues and many others arose not from inadequate physical conditioning, but unhealthy mental and emotional states. This observation led Dean Marie to move from simply training the physical body to also nurturing a healthy mind and spirit. We will be sure to give out her website before the end of the hour, but she is also the show host of Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Fridays at 8 a.m. on KKNW 
And for the 13th time, while we are in our 13th year of broadcasting, here is Dina Marie. Say hello to the nice people, Dina Marie. Aloha. <laughs> Happy 2020. I just got here because I got a phone call this morning. I'm so excited to leave the house. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and where is the house these days for you, Dina Marie? Uh, I am pet sitting for a dog named Jimmy, who's a hoot, and Magnolia, Seattle. Oh, nice. Okay, what kind of dog? I don't know, but he is People so People want to know these things. Big, small. Uh, a, um, a healer? Is that, is that a healer dog? Is there a healer dog? I've never heard of that. Okay. Oh, well, they're like, all supposed to heal. Like a golden retriever? No, I don't know what he, he is. <laughs> Pitbull something. Uh, are, you, are you saying healer or Gila? Like Gila monster? Isn't there a, a dog that's a healer? Well, it looks like uh, I'm pulling it up right now, and it's like a blue healer that's dog, him. otherwise known as, I guess, an Australian cattle dog. Does yeah. that sound familiar? Oh, yeah, okay. oh he's or just a, a cattle dog. People want to know these things, you know. He's a. They hoot. have dogs in Seattle. They want to know what kind of dog you're talking about. All I know is I was working at the table, and I I got out of my chair. He crawled into my chair right in front of my computer and would not move. He wanted me to take him for a walk. <laughs> Sounds like a cat. It was a dog. He's a big dog. And I just, it's so much fun. Um, I, I forgot I do animal communication. And these dogs, they teach you. But by the end of the week or two, we're best friends. And I'm really enjoying it. So w what has Jimmy taught you so far? What has, well, to get up early and take a walk, which is really what we're supposed to be doing anyways, right? Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> That's a good point. First of the year, people, get up off the couch yeah. and go walking. We did walk yesterday, didn't we, Gary? Briefly. We need to take a page from our next-door neighbors, 88 years old. 80, he turned 89. She's still 88. <laughs> and they walk every day, 7 a.m. They're out the door, and they walk for a half hour to 45 minutes every day. And I'm inspired by them and a little jealous because they really show their commitment. That's a great thing. Dana Marie, we're delighted to have you with us. We've known you for a long time. I knew that we would have a durable friendship ever since a wonderful medium in England by the name of Carol Bromley. Our listeners know her as a Christmas Carol. She's with us every year at that time. And she told me, courtesy of her guide, Hannah, that I needed to hold to June 9. I'll never forget that. It was in writing. I still have it somewhere. Hold to June 9. And I thought, well, that's a Gemini. This is interesting. And so I go to a restaurant up in Mill Creek, and I am visiting with Dina Marie, and we got into astrology. We got into birthdays. And I said, so, Dina Marie, what's your birthday? And she said, June 9. Aha, we have a winner. And ever since the, the worthiness of that message to me, the relevance has played out in various scenarios and none more so rewardingly than on the radio. And here you are again. And we, you are the reason, you two, I have my radio show. So it's, I, I think of all the things we've done together and, and the, the mixer we did, that was like every Monday for like nine months. So we have it was, done. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, we did that every, a lot. About every other month we were doing that no, for a no, while. No, we did it, uh, wasn't weekly, 
what was it weekly it was, I, the, oh the, my god the, mem- the memory is the first to go and the memory we is have, but we I did them run. we did them periodically let's put it that okay. way and that was, was some cool. great indian food too we really enjoyed that i don't know if that restaurant's still in business but we sure had a good time and people got to get they got to sample not only the food but also the metaphysics and the people there offering go. some good spiritual practice and good learnings there what because we would have a presentation and it was a wonderful convivial social atmosphere as well i wish i were in a position to go regularly back to puget sound and hold such events they were a great time metaphysical mixer i loved it it was on a monday and the people i met at that event are still my friends akio she yeah. lives right here yeah. she makes that beautiful jewelry she's still my yes. uh, my angel lady here but and then i got to visit you guys in Sarasota and do the show. Gosh, yes, yes, I remember. That was a great time. And you know what? I'll say this on air. You're welcome anytime. Give us a little notice. Don't just show up on our <laughs> doorstep there. But if you want to come to Florida, you're a bit of a sun worshiper. Aloha, Hawaiian style. Well, we have some of that here in Florida for you too, Dina Maria. It would be wonderful. And I have some people who would love to meet you anytime you're here. I can make that happen. Yeah, we did readings at your house and went to your church, and those people are still on my Facebook page. I have some crystals and rocks they gave me. Wow, good memories. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, we wanted to start off the year with lifting our spirits, and you're the Lift the Spirits gal, because if you spend too much time looking at the news, that is not very uplifting. And I had a doctor tell me just yesterday that he felt that 2020 was going to be a year of self-determination. Now, I don't know if he's right or wrong. I don't know where he got his information from, but I liked the idea of it. And I said, yes, it's up to us. It's up to you. It's up to me to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps, to put our foot in our own back and get going And I was wondering if you had a sense about it, because we know this is going to be a tumultuous year politically. It's always a presidential year is. But what is your sense about 2020 otherwise? What are your guides and spirit guides telling you, Dina Marie, about 2020? (laughs) They're telling me to stop, to stop everything and give up most of my stuff, which is really crazy because last year I got this idea as I was in Kauai running and it said to less is more, but this time, Dina, really go less. So I literally am on the road. Like you said, uh, I could come to Sarasota. I, I Right now I have so much freedom. And who's leading but spirit? Spirit is literally telling me what to do and actually stopping and not talking to people for a while, being in nature and getting direction. It's telling me to do, what did you say? It was, it's drastic. I'm doing something really drastic, I believe. But God's telling me to stop do less, get rid of my stuff, and just kind of like, you know, the 40 days in the desert. It was Jesus. He went out there and he had to find direction. That's where I'm at right now because I'm just as uh, confused. That's I, I'm confused because I know what to do. I know what to do, but there's so much coming at us, right? So we have to stop. Well, there is so much coming at us. And I know when you talk about... Um, you know, giving up the stuff in order to have a better life. This is, you know, decluttering is is like my mantra. I think Gary's just sick of hearing about it. But I, I also think that there that the simpler life 
can be a much more rewarding life. We've been chasing stuff pretty much since the 80s between uh, you know the yuppies and and all that the money grasping and all the rest of it and and I don't get that sense with the young people today that that is the most important thing and and so you know if we're looking to have good experiences Gary and I want to do more hiking we want to see more national parks we want to you know be out in nature and I know that when I just do my landscaping once a week, trim a few bushes, pull a few weeds, you know, stuff like that. I love that. I love being outside with the, the wind and the sun and, you know, being just out on the grass in nature. And, you know, how how is it from your perspective? What are people getting from that that they can't get from their electronics? Well, we know earthing or grounding, of course, that's your root chakra. But really, I think what's going on is there's so much stimulation. And when you're out in nature, you're not reading signs, you're, you're paying attention, you're looking up. Either it's the sun or, or the moon, but it's so pleasing to your eye. So every time I go out into nature, my third eye reopens. That's when I get inspiration. I get aha moments. It, just now I drove from Magnolia to Bellevue. I did not have any inspiration. <laughs> I was afraid for my life, you know. But and actually, the things I were seeing were pretty sad. I mean, I saw a lot of homeless people. It's it's really cold outside, and it made me really look. But then I didn't like what I was seeing, so I, I closed my third eye. I know that sounds weird, but it's not like closing your physical eyes. It's just like it's too hard to see, and that's what media is doing to us right now. Too much on Facebook. Have you ever seen anybody slap their forehead? That's because their third eye does not want to see what's right in front of them. So. When I'm in nature, my third eye, especially when I'm focusing on the beauty or, you know, looking at the water, it opens again. And that's where we get our inspiration. So you, when you're in your yard, not only are you grounding, but you're actually looking at something that, that, that's pleasing to your eye and it makes you want to see again. Well, you're right. It works. Yes. It definitely works. I think it's important to be, uh, as I mentioned, our next door neighbors, they're pushing 90 and they're out there walking every day. I do mean every day. Suzanne and I are ashamed of ourselves. We need to be- We're sleeping. We don't even know they're walking. <laughs> it's important to get a good night's sleep. That can be hard to come by sometimes there. But to get that exercise, Suzanne mentioned hiking. If you go out in nature, what you are surrounded by is also internalized, Dina Marie. I think that has a lot to do with a person's growth. If, if you are willing, not slapping your forehead, but engaging with life, nobody said it's always going to be comfortable. You'd be delusional to think it, that life works that way. But you can absorb what is around you, decide what works for you, let go of the rest, and bless the whole mess, so to speak, because you are going to be a fallible human being from the moment you're born until you take your last breath. Get over it. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to encounter opposition and resistance. So that's just the way it is on this planet. And that leads me to my next question for you, Dina Marie, which is, based on your own practice of metaphys uh, metaphysics and the, the many, many countless conversations you've had with people who have deep spiritual practices, what does all of that tell you about the nature of this earth plane? What is it to be in these earth suits that we occupy in order to work out in this dimension our own soul's destiny? Wow. <laughs> um, I, for, for me, it comes as manifesting, manifesting. But what are we manifesting? You know, if it's heart centered, you're manifesting something different than if it's a blocked heart. 
So I would say manifest heaven on earth, which is, you know, care, caring for the earth, caring for our bodies, caring for um, the people in our lives, you know, especially I have grandkids now. It's really, really important for me to leave this place a better place. So for me, finding my purpose and my passion and manifesting, but, you know, looking around, I can look around just with the relationship I have with you two, how amazing it has been. It, and it's been healthy and it's been it's been fun, you know. In time, I can see what we've manifested together. And look at us. We, we have radio shows that we get to express ourselves, and, and we're, we're passionate, and we found our purpose. But it's been um, the chakra work that I do is, like, you have that idea, you focus on it, you listen to your inner voice, you put your heart into it, you connect with other people, and, and you make changes. And, and hopefully, which I think us three, we've done a fine job here on Earth so far. I'm proud of us. Wow, that's that's a, that's a nice compliment there, Dina Marie. Um, you know, we are always manifesting, and I think when we're manifesting something good, a uh, a winning lottery ticket, or uh, or a better job, or a little, little bit more money, or you know something, then we're kind of we're kind of good with that. We feel lucky, but when we're manifesting things. Things that we would rather not be manifesting, um, the bad stuff, I think we have a tendency to think it's not really my fault. I'm not at fault. This happened to me. And we don't think of ourselves as actually co-creating the bad stuff. But, you know, Gary was saying it's, it's not all rainbows and unicorns when we come here. We're here to grow our souls and it doesn't happen when everything is so wonderful all the time. And, and I think that's the part where I get stuck and a lot of other people get stuck because we don't want challenges. We don't want issues. Uh, you know, I've been working on a physical healing from a, a, a bad fall and it's like, I don't want that. And, and yet I manifested that. It didn't happen to me. It wasn't done to me. I'm not a victim. And it's up to me to get it fixed, to get, you know, get my body working again the way that I want it to. But don't you find that that a lot of people are, are thinking that if something goes wrong in their lives, that they just don't want it and it's not their fault? Uh, I think adversity has been my greatest teacher. And I've had some, like I hurt my knee, so I couldn't drive. I couldn't get anywhere. Um, I have blood pressure issues, but the blood pressure has taught me an amazing gift because I know when I'm, I'm thinking about something I have no control over. So I turn my television off a lot, right? I don't even have a television, but my knee taught me to, to quit running from my problems and to sit with it, you know? So I kind of can see where, you know, like I had a foot issue. I wasn't um, putting my foot down. I wasn't standing up for myself. So I kind of realized that that adversity was teaching me about myself. And sure enough, as soon as I put my foot down, my foot got better. Don't you think that's odd? <laughs> you know, it's odd. And yet, if you take the metaphysical view of life as we do, it's not so strange because it's all connected. I kind of feel sorry, Dina Marie, for people who say, well, there's, there's life generally and there's love and there's work. You know, and, and what is spiritual belongs over there, and yet this is business. 
it's all interconnected. And I think people struggle all the more in their lives when they fail to realize the holistic nature of human experience. It isn't a question of just compartmentalizing your life. That's a coping mechanism, but I don't think it works very elegantly in the long run. Well, I feel that, and I learned this as I was doing my jobs, uh, it was in Snohomish, but I wasn't bringing spirit to the table. I wasn't bringing my authentic self, who I was, you know, with my family, friends, and my clients to that job. And what I realized, that's what got me in trouble. If I bring my spiritual side to all aspects of my life, it runs well. When I try to force or, or, or don't listen to my inner voice and maybe do maybe you take a job for the money knowing deep down inside it's not feeding your spirit and you might even be doing something that's detrimental to mother earth or you're just not really really um your heart's not in the job you're just doing it for the wrong reasons that that always comes back at you so i, I realized too that you know spirit tells me to do things that are scary <laughs> it tells me to do things that really don't benefit me financially sometimes but they in the long run i can always see that it benefited me in, uh, gosh, in a very rich, uh, heartfelt way when you see other human beings benefit from you giving or it's, like I said, over time, I can see spirit has led the way. It's been right on those times I didn't listen to my inner voice or my intuition. I usually hit a wall. Remember we talked about the two by four? That's when I, yes. I get the two by fours, when I do not listen to my inner voice and I do it because I think it will benefit me somehow but I'm kind of selling myself out. So bringing spirit to the table means you're going to not always be in, you're not going to know what's going to happen every moment. You might not know what you're doing at, like right now, where am I at? I thought I'd be walking the dog, okay? <laughs> and I'm in Bellevue because spirit told me to. And, and, and I'm, I'm really happy that I'm here and I physically showed up, but spirit's leading the way. Well, I do like that. And also best laid plans, because I know I, I can create a to-do list for my day. I need to do this and this and this and this, one, two, three, four, five. And then all of a sudden something is introduced into my day that doesn't fall into any of those categories. But if you if you pay attention, you, you know, take a deep breath, yes or no, make a choice. Does, does it work for me to not do what I set out to do, but this other thing that has come into my life? Or is it just a, a, an opportunity for me to say, no, that's not going to work for me today. I have other things I need to get done. You know, always kind of tapping into your higher consciousness until you get better at doing it. And, and I know there are times when I'm listening to my, my higher self and I'm being led in the right direction and then there's times when I'm just reacting. And there's a, there's a big difference in how that feels. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I was, I was, um, when I was reading your intro today about being a physical fitness trainer, and you realized that was not all that was to people's best selves, that there was also a mental and emotional side that you needed to address, that really got you working both sides, both left and right, both physical and metaphysical. And, um, and, and so today, are you still pretty well balanced between those two sides? Uh, let's see. I think if I do my, if I teach, if I do my show, if I am doing my, I'm working with clients, I'm reminded. That's why my healing work is so important. It helps me. Like if I'm doing, like I'm doing Reiki session tonight with two people and I can guarantee it's going to help me and them. It's going to be a win-win situation. And I do want to go back to setting your intentions for your day. Of course, every morning, get up, 
count your blessings, look around, see how thankful you are about all the blessings we have, set some intentions, say them out loud to, to someone if you can, write them down, but then don't have any expectations. You literally have to go with the flow. And like you said, you always know when spirit's driving because it feels right. That's your heart, right? It feels good. But if you sit there and you force things and you have to get things done and you have to be somewhere at a certain time, that's why I think spirit, and it just came to me, why they want me to give up my stuff and be mobile. They call it a nomad because then I can let spirit drive and I have this freedom that I don't have if I have to. And I know a lot of people need to go to work. They have kids. They got things they got to do. But this is the first time in my life where I can, like you said, I could get on a plane and pretty much go anywhere right now. That's important to me because God has plans for me. And I'm in a one year. So if we go numerology, nines, letting go. I let go of so many things in the last year. 2019 was all about me ending things, ending things. And now I feel like all of a sudden I'm free to move about and I'm going to let spirit drive. And that's setting my intentions. But it doesn't mean I might get a house in two weeks and settle down. I don't know. But I'm letting spirit drive. And it's it's kind of... Um, it's actually freeing. It is. It's really freeing not to have a lot of stuff. What's great about a one year is doing some new things. I also think that's a good time, January of every year, to think about what you would like to have in a particular year. Uh, what would you like to have manifest? What would you like to show up? You know, as they say, you need a roadmap in order to end up somewhere where you want to be. Otherwise, you're just going to be riding around in circles. Mm -hmm. But then it's also a new decade, too. And and Gary and I were became kind of acutely aware about it being a new decade. A couple of weeks ago, it was like, you know, I, I should have had a V8. We, we both hit our foreheads and said, oh, my God, it's a whole new decade. We have gotten through the 2010s, and now we're entering the 2020s. And it just seemed significant, Dina Marie. I, I, I said, you know, it, it's like a whole 10 years we're going to set aside, put a ribbon around it, and say that was then. And 2020 is like, this is now, which is why I enjoyed my, my physician saying it's a year of self-determination. It was just such a positive thought that he passed along that, you know, it's a new decade and it's up to us. And what is our role in it? And and I like that kind of thinking as we're going forward because the problems are still going to be there, whether they're personal or national or political. All of that is going to continue on. But how will I be in this year? And so I like talking to people like you to get your thoughts as well as our own about how we can make things different for ourselves and so in the arena of physical, mental, emotional, what kind of, um, you know, I would I would say what kind of suggestions that we have, but we're about to go to break. So why don't you think about that on a break? <laughs> She's got a couple of minutes to whip up some suggestions. There you go. That's perfect. We are delighted to have Dina Marie in studio. Wish we were there with her, but we're happy to be with you as we kick off 2020. Hope we all see more clearly as a result. There have been references to that a year of 2020 vision. That's a good thought. We'll be right back. Give us a couple of minutes. We are Manson Mitchell, and you are tuned into the home of Alternative Talk in Seattle, AM 1150. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. 
staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is manceandmitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. 182 over 100. And I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand, including myself, I didn't, now I do, uh, the impact of having a stroke. My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it, or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. It's a new life, but I'm going to make it better. I'm coming back. Ask your doctor. Check your blood pressure. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Are you feeling blocked? Are you frustrated or confused? If so, take some time to stop and step off the treadmill so you can receive the guidance and the support you need to take your life in a new direction. A client of mine called me a personal trainer for the body, the mind, and the spirit, and she added, Dina Marie does not heal you. She gives you the tools you need to heal yourself. If you're ready for a change, I'm here for you. In person, our phone sessions are available by appointment. Visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Dina Marie, making her 13th appearance in our 13 years on air. Dina Marie, uh, we know you have Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie at 8 a.m. on Friday mornings, but let our listeners know how else they can get in touch with you. What is your web presence, social media, anything that you would like to share? It's dina-marie.com. You can reach out to me there. And then I also have Facebook and Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for the radio show. But dina-marie.com, great way to get to me. And Dina is a very simple spelling, D-E-N-A. So don't try and make it too uh, <laughs> complicated. Dina, D-E-N-A-Marie.com. And from there, you can find out where Dina Marie is going to be, what she's doing, and how to connect with her. Yes? Yes. Or just Google Lift Your Spirits. I'm surprised how many things come up with my name under that. (laughs) Ah, very good. Lift Your Spirits. Yep. 
Dana now, Maria, we asked a question here. We got to yes. give her a chance to answer that. Okay, answer it. Okay, <laughs> Shambhala. <laughs> well, there, we played Shambhala, going out to the break and coming back in. Sacred places, the road to Shambhala, a place of spiritual freedom, a place of joy, a place of perfect peace and acceptance. It's a, ut a utopian notion, I think. And um, there's a publishing house full of wonderful Eastern wisdom that is called Shambhala, out of Boston, I believe. So when we talk about the road to Shambhala, it put me in mind of asking you, Dina Marie, where is your Shambhala? I always associated you with Kauai and also with Kameno Island, stateside. And so, uh, yeah, okay, so where are the sacred places where you can go and be the essential Dina Marie and find more of yourself to appreciate and to work with in this life? Uh, Clint McEwen has this song, it's Follow the Sun, and he plays on my show a lot. But I keep hearing River's Edge, go to the water's edge, go to where the water is. And I think it's pretty much wherever I found a place in Magnolia that no one was at. I watched the sun go down. But sitting by that water, it lifts my spirits. And that's where my small, still voice comes in. But any, you know, moving water, Snohomish had the river there. Anytime you can sit by water, hopefully it's clean, <laughs> you know, but uh, Mother Nature, again, is, is, is the place. And I was thinking, because I saw a picture of me when I visited you guys, Siesta, Siesta Beach. What an amazing yes. place. I mean, that to me is a, a, the most, God, the beach is white because it's crystals, right? It is crushed quartz, wow. crystal quartz, instead of being like silica sand, which is very rough and, you know, kind of does a little derm abrasion on your feet. The uh, crushed quartz has a feeling of talcum powder and it never gets hot. So it doesn't matter if it's, you know, 90 degrees out there. It, the sand always stays cool, which is very nice. And I did a snow angel in the white. That's it was because I was visiting you uh, in December, so it was a snow angel, and it was just it was just popped up on my memories. But uh, anytime I'm by water, my feet are on the ground. Uh, that's where I I and you know it is. It's just grounding. I mean, things are overwhelming. We're in our heads, and everything's crazy. But if you can take off your shoes, and we know water is grounding, and you can be there, present, right? Put your phone down, and just sit on the earth. Life is good. It definitely is good. It doesn't always feel good, but in its essence, life is good. I think of my own Shambhala's. It's kind of a portable thought. I carry it around with me. When Suzanne and I went to Yellowstone, I felt like I was on another planet. Mm -hmm. I was on a place that uh, it was our own Wakanda. <laughs> and we went to Glacier National Park. Not so much with the glaciers anymore, I'm sorry to say. Global warming has had a, a very severe impact. But when you hike along those trails, it's extraordinary. We took the uh, the trail, and now I want to think of it, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it is a trail that is well-paved. They have the railings. It's among the safer trails to take for and anyone. Also um, um, ready, uh, available for anybody with disabled, because you could... It had a boardwalk on it so that you could have a wheelchair on that trail. They have a rapids mm -hmm. there. They have weeping rock that climbs above the forest floor. You can walk through. You can sit down because they have benches in various spots. You can stand and look at, the, and look at these huge plants, like of the sort that you see in Washington State, the ones with those gigantic leaves 
and you look out and it's like, oh my God, this is the forest primeval. And all of that is there. And the winding path just takes you to a different place mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So whenever I find those places, and even in South Dakota, I have to tell you, it's not just Deadwood for the good times at the casinos, and they are fun. But when you go to Badlands National Park, Suzanne and I spent part of an afternoon there. I would love to go and spend two or three days. Badlands National Park is extraordinary because of Earth's formations, the mystery of Earth, its creation, and the billions of years it took to get it to look and feel the way that it does. This is Shambhala to me, and I am making a commitment to put myself in these places much more frequently because I just feel like a different person, and yet at the same time, I feel more like my true self when I'm there. Does that make sense to you, Dina Marie? Of course it does. You're connected. And when I am in the same place for years, I can see and notice things. I notice the birds coming and going. I know when the whales come through. I see the leaves. I see plants that, you know, only, like even in Kauai, I've now been there almost every month. I can see there's different, there's seasons in Kauai because there's certain plants that come through each each season, there's an actual season, but I'm, I'm taking notice and I'm paying attention. And the one thing I did notice, and this is heartbreaking, is that I swim year-round. So I'm on Kameno this summer, and I'm swimming, and I am being taken downstream. Normally, I'm just sitting in the, in the water, and I'm not going anywhere. But this year, the water was coming from the north. It's very, very cold. I know it's cold year-round, but it was I, I noticed that the ice was melting. I could feel it because my place I swim was different. It had changed. And Kauai has a change, too, that's going on. I can see the coral reefs disappearing because I've been there over and over again. Everything's changing. So we're taking um, notice. We're paying attention. And then when you pay attention, then you can do something about it. I have whales that weren't coming through for two months, but they were doing Navy exercises in my bay with a microwave. I knew what was it looked dead the water looked dead and the whales weren't coming and because I'm doing it year round I could do something about it I went and did interviews with Orca Network I, I did some interviews in Kauai with their coral reefs you know that's one thing about mother nature it's always talking to us it's perfect it's it's just it's the most I don't know I, I can't say it enough that if we could just stop reconnect with our mother which is the earth things would change in your life but when we are I, you know, I'm looking at the freeway right now, and I-90 I and 405. We are so busy. We're not paying attention. Right now, the Olympic Mountains are amazing. Mount Rainier is gorgeous. Um, look up. That's what I have to say. Everybody stop and look up <laughs> from your phones, from your television, your computers, but just look up. We were talking about uh, noise pollution and light pollution this morning. Remember, Suzanne? Yes, I remember. People don't yes. even know. I, it was it actually was... Um, it was a, a Kyo that I met through the metaphysical mixer. She's Japanese, and I knew her when the, that tsunami came through. And she yes. said, I was on the phone with her. her. She was on the phone to Japan, and she said the people for the first time noticed the stars. And they listened because it was so quiet. They had forgotten what it was like to have stars and a moon and quiet because everything was you know, gone. You know, we call these things advances, and I mean, we like our phones, we like our televisions, we like all of our uh, advances from, you know, when I was a small child and you had like three TV stations, and that was it. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and at the end of the night, the old uh, Indian came on the uh, on the on the television, and it was over. Programming ended <laughs> for today, and so the part of it is, you know, what we're calling advances. But one of the things that you said earlier was extreme stimulation. What is all this extreme stimulation doing to the human brain, to our our souls to have all of that where, you know, maybe in 2020, it isn't that we're going to throw out the baby with the bathwater, but maybe not be so, um, so consumed by our electronics that we miss out on what's happening in nature. I had read while we were on vacation that one third of the birds are gone in the United States, and, and that really brought me up short. And I went, what, mm-hmm. what? For the people who count birds, and I know people who do this in the Chicago area, for people who go out and count birds in a particular area, and then they you know, figure out using their algorithms what that means, we're missing a third of our birds. And, and that's something that I really enjoy. And I remember growing up with, you know, sparrows and cardinals and bluebirds and, and red-winged blackbirds and just, and so many varieties and so many kinds. And that's what makes me sad is that, you know, I hate to think about small songbirds just disappearing. You're talking about really big species like whales. I'm looking at at the other end and saying, what about these little songbirds? I would miss that if I wasn't seeing a bird flying in the air. Well, and Terry Lilly, he's uh, in Kauai. He goes below the ocean. So he tells stories about, and this is horrible, I mean, missing limbs and and dead animals, because he goes under the water and he can see it, and then he comes out and tells us, because that's important too, our oceans, right? There's so much going underneath that we can't see, even if we're paying attention. So for every, well, they, they counted maybe 95, they said. There's probably another 200 that are out in the ocean that will never, or more, you know. But it's really important, I think, too, right now is our community and our, our finding that, that tribe and that, that, that thing you believe in and connecting, whether it's volunteering. But I, I, I have to say this before I lose it, is that when I travel now, It's not as fun because two years ago, people spoke to each other. Two years ago, people didn't have their phones and the movies on the the airplanes. People used to connect and have long conversations on an airplane. Nobody talks anymore. They're all staring down at something. It's really, that's, that might be my biggest heartbreak right now is that we are losing our connection with one another, not just Mother Earth, but one another. It's interesting that you would say that, Dina Marie, because I had that experience flying back from Chicago a few months ago. I uh, I was just about the last, I think, second to last person to get on the plane because I was huffing and puffing to get through the gates. Unbelievable. If you're going to fly out of O'Hare, get there early. Advice from Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or you're going to be, you have to make like a track star. Be that as it may, I get on the airplane, catching my breath. There I said, wow, I just made it there to the person next to me. And I I said, I hope you're reading something interesting as she had her Kindle in her hand. Mm -hmm. And she just looked at me, our eyes locked for a second, and she just gave me a smile and then went back to her reading. Yeah. (laughs) 
can I get a hello? Anything? I <laughs> used know? to make friends with people, and I'd, I'd get my chakra reading book out, and there was a young lady I met five years ago, and we had the best reading ever. She has, I've been watching her on Facebook, you know, she's just got married, she's graduated, but that was an amazing, you know, so to me it's a lifelong connection, and we were meant to be together. Now, what happens when we're not paying attention, we're not taking notice or time to talk to the person next to us, we're being, gosh, I, I can't even think, there's a reason for it, they're trying to keep us so that we don't connect. They want us disconnected because there's there really is more power in disconnection, right? You get a group of people together, they can, I call it, uh, uh, what I would call it, gosh, you channel energy. You get five or six people together, uh, coupling therapy, that's what I call it. You bring people with a common vision together, and they talk, and they meet. Things get bigger, and change happens. But if you keep everybody isolated, sitting in front of a television, probably brainwashing you, who knows what's going on anymore, because <laughs> there's so much technology, these EMFs coming at us, and microwave energy that we don't even want to get into today but it's all coming at us and it's it's shutting us down and all we have is that root chakra which is like get up do what they tell us go to bed and do it again gosh did i go on a rampage sorry (laughs) no that's quite all right that's good that's good well I'm, i'm glad that you're saying that because as we're coming into 2020 we're we're asking ourselves um out loud you know, how is it that we can live our best life possible? You know, what kinds of things are we doing that maybe we want to do a little bit differently in 2020? It's a new year. It's a new decade. And, you know, maybe it's as simple as every day, go out in nature, even if it's just for a few minutes, you know, find somebody to say hello to. Maybe somebody you don't know, maybe people you do know. And one of the things that uh, Gary and I did this holiday season, because we didn't have a lot of, you know, whoop-de-doo stuff going on, is we made phone calls. We talked to people. We visited on the telephone, sometimes for an hour, you know. And so we, we connected in that way. I mean, how can you make things different in 2020 so you're not like a gerbil on a wheel doing the same thing over and over again? And, you know, I think you've got some good ideas that we've talked about today as far as uh, connecting with nature and connecting with each other. And, and you know, as much as we love our social media, uh, good for marketing, good for advertising. And, you know, let's also connect with people in other ways, you know, in person, talk to them. And I, I like that idea. I like the, the ideas that you're bringing to us today, Dina Marie. The Lost Art of Visiting. So what happened is I gave my place away and I was staying with people just like a keo. I went to people's houses. We had dinner together. We woke up and had coffee. I spent like two weeks just visiting. And I, my God, I feel so rich during the holidays to sit with the people I love instead of liking them on Facebook and saying I'm still here, right, or commenting. It's really amazing to sit with the people you know. Find one person you haven't talked to and go stay at their house. I know it sounds crazy, but staying over the night, you get that quiet time before bed. You get that first thing in the morning. Those are the special times, right before bed and getting up in the morning and having that cup of coffee and, and talking. It's it's precious. Well, you're absolutely right. Gary and I did that in Portland, Maine this year. We, uh, we had an opportunity to travel up the Northeast in September as the leaves, leaves were just beginning to change color and it was very pretty. And I reconnected with a friend from high school. 
And she said, if you're going to be in this area, I'd like you and Gary to stay with us for a night. And we went over there. We had dinner with she and her husband. And it was just like you said, late night talking. You know, we we watched a little TV, but then when the TV went off, we just chatted. And in the morning, we had breakfast and coffee and talked some more over the breakfast table. And that was one of the best experiences I had in 2019, was just visiting with somebody who I haven't seen in decades. And, you know, what's happened in your life? Here's what's happened in my life. And just that that reconnecting with somebody that you knew when you were young was um, quite a good experience. And so there are things that you can do. You might have to put on your thinking cap a little bit, but you know there are things that you can do to really reconnect with yourself as well as others. And that's partly what you're talking about, is it not, Dina Marie, connecting with yourself? Connecting with your higher self, connecting with yourself, and then connecting with others. And that's that's probably why we were here. That's that was our. I think the intention is is to l- grow through our higher self, getting that inspiration, and then your inner voice that kind of gives you, you know, hopefully you're doing a great job. Keep going. You can do it. Voice, and then giving that voice to other people. You know, and being very, I, I, negativity doesn't work. I've been negative. It doesn't work. Being positive does work. So I know the Pollyanna thing. They used to say I was Pollyanna. But at that time in my life when I was reading good books and when I was turning the television off and I was, you know, being positive, positive things happened to me. And when I, I can get negative, I, geez, I had to turn off the television with the, the whole Navy, you know, coral reefs disappearing. I had to walk away because I have no power. And that's when my blood pressure went up. So I had to walk away, find something I do have power in, which is volunteering or hanging out with my grandkids, find the things that bring me joy then my energy shifts, and all of a sudden, things start to fall in place again. And it's, it's such a weird place to be. It's kind of, you're angry. Your, your energy drops below your heart. You can feel it. And that's a place you do not want to leave this earth in. You don't want to leave with that anger in your belly. You want to leave with that joy in your heart. And that's I daily. I try to get there every day. It's, it, it's, it's really, you've got to be purpose, like make it a, a priority to be happy. Well, and and if we don't determine our own mental and emotional well-being, then we are putting ourselves in the hands of people who are more than happy to tell us how to think and how to live. And and then it's just a matter of uh, succumbing to manipulation. Yeah. You know, I will tell you what you need to be happy. You know, you need this kind of car and this kind of house and these kind of clothes and you know, and then you're you're just really at the mercy of um, of outside influences and outside forces that have nothing to do with your higher consciousness. You're you're always feeling like you're not measuring up, or or there's a lack somehow. I mean, what if you woke up in the morning and said, "I have everything I need today." What that's if a whole did? yeah that's... yeah. <laughs> I have everything I need for this day. And if you that's wake a, up with that, yeah. yeah, it works. And the, and the greed, what going? We have to remember this is all done for some. Somebody's making a lot of money off of us. So just you know, I always say, think twice about everything you buy. Think where is that money going? Is it going to someone in your community? Is it going out of the country? I mean, who's getting that? When you buy something, where is that money going? Because that's really how you can make a difference too. Because if we're channeling that money back into our communities, back into things we care about. 
you know, good food, because that's going to go back to a farmer. <laughs> it's, it's pretty simple. You know, you have to be conscious about things. And now you have to be more conscious than ever. And your spiritual side, that, that, that time alone, so you can get that small, still voice to give you direction, that's, that's where the power comes from, because you can never go wrong. It's- It's funny that you should say that. We have a grocery store here that I learned is owned by the employees. And it's a big grocery chain. It's not a little tiny one. They've got lots and lots of locations and many, many employees. But they determine their own destiny by owning the grocery store. And I try to shop there more often than anywhere else. There's another grocery store that is exactly across the street, and it's owned by a company whose four owners are equal in wealth to more than half the country. Oops. (laughs) And I spend no money there, There not a dime. I don't walk into the place. They don't need my money. But the people who own that grocery store, who help me find things, oh, let me show you where that is. You know, or let me, you know, do something special for you. Uh, those people who own that grocery store, I want to support that. That's how you change the world. There it is right there. <laughs> I did want to say something by way of sounding an alarm. We as a species are going to have to pay very close attention to the health of our planet. Well, tell me something new. Oh, really? What changes have we seen? What fundamental changes have we undertaken as a species here on this earth plane to prevent something like what is going on right now, and which is about to get a lot worse in the next two to three days, in the nation of Australia? Mm-hmm. I never thought I would live to say that uh, these words. Australia is in flames, not through war, through natural forces that we as a species worldwide have utterly failed to manage well. You look at a map of Australia now, there are dots, well over a hundred fires going on within Australia's borders right now. And with the weather changing, there's going to be a spike in the heat tomorrow and the next day, it's going to get worse. Scientists believe that nearly a half billion animals have been killed already since September and that it's about to get dramatically worse. Where are we, Dina Marie? Where are we as a species right now? How can we be blind to this? I just, I don't have to say, act like this is your last day on planet Earth and, and do something. <laughs> you know, just don't be that, that uh, robot and just be on that treadmill. Today's the day. I mean, start today. And then they say, open your eyes, 2020. But that's your third eye. Start listening to your intuition. Start acting on your intuition. This is all happening for a reason. And all that I feel, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, all they want you to do is do something so that when you leave this planet, you've made a difference. Don't sit by. I'm saying don't, but do something. Don't sit by and watch and get pissed off about it. Get up and do something. That's called your power chakra, right? Use your voice. Do something that, that you're afraid of doing. Get out there and do something. Something and, and do it with passion. Go dancing. I don't care. <laughs> do something. Let, let's do it in 2020. Yes. Let's do please. it then. Dina Marie, thank you so much, my dear, for joining us. I hope we're face to face soon. It's always a delight to have you with us. You sparked my uh, <laughs> aha moment. I think I might be coming to Florida soon. <laughs> 
All right. You got to clean out that second we bedroom. Clean out our bedroom. There awesome. <laughs> thank All you. right. Thank Both. you. And thank you listeners for joining Manson Mitchell on this first show of 2020 with many more to come. Happy New Year, everyone. Stay tuned. Coming up. Uh, Christine Upchurch followed by the Susan Harmon experience and then Trip Talk with host Gary Mance. All here on AM 1150. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.